Well, hello there and welcome back. I am so glad that you are here and I know that there are a million other things that you could be doing right now, but you are choosing to come back to these conversations, these important conversations that we're having week after week. So from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. Now, did you know that we have a vision driven moms community? In fact, we do. It's on Facebook. So all you have to do is go to Facebook groups, look us up, Vision Driven Moms with an S on the end, and we will be waiting there with open arms to welcome you. We can't wait till you join us. Now, today's guest is Kristen Boyle. Now, Kristen really speaks to my heart. We This, this conversation was very aligned with the work that I do in the world. We talked a lot about um, living your yoga off the mat. Now, during this episode, Kristen shares her journey of trial and trauma as a mom with young children and the healing that took place through yoga and somatic therapy. We talk about the fact that we have choices in every situation. We can stay, we can leave, or we can change. We talked about what somatic therapy is and why healing trauma must involve the body. We talked about why it's important to have radical self-acceptance or radical acceptance for what is and we talk about what it really means to live your yoga off the mat. Now, Kristen Boyle is an internationally certified yoga therapist and somatic coach. Uh, she works with concepts from the philosophy and spirituality of yoga, as well as the embodied experience of living to help you ride the roller coaster of life with all of its crises and celebrations. You are going to love this episode, so please uh, tag me and Kristen um, on social media and let us know what was the biggest gold nugget that you got from the show. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms, by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak, to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. And Kristen, welcome to the show. I am so glad to hear to, to have you here today. We've been we've been going back and forth and trying to schedule this. I'm so excited to have you here. And thanks so much, Tracy. I'm so glad we we finally hit on a time and a day that would work. <laughs> we did. We did. Perfect. Now, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your journey, about how you how you how you got to be on the podcast today, how you, you know, how, how your, your business and your work in the world um, came into being. Yeah. I mean, I could go way back in time, way back into childhood, you know, right. um, going through my own childhood experiences and, and traumas there. Um, and I, I became a dancer. So I was a ballerina and I feel like, so in my childhood, um, my parents divorced when I was very young. My mom remarried and then my first stepfather passed away when I was nine. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of my first big childhood trauma. And I feel that, so going into the embodiment, I went into ballet because I learned to physically posture myself as if I'm okay, mm -hmm. right? Oh, Even right. when I was crashing on the inside, but mm -hmm. I'm okay. I was able to posture myself that way. Right. And that carried me through pretty much everything into my adult life. So, um, I, I became a yoga teacher around 2007 
And um, that was another deeper dive. So I'd always been in my body and I knew how important that was, not on a conscious level yet, you know, but I knew that feeling, you know, I just wanted that feeling of being in my body. And, and then, oh, my marriage really started to disintegrate. I'd say around 2012, even Mm -hmm. probably 2010. So before that, and I sustained myself through the practice of teaching and Mm. practicing yoga, right? Right. And then my divorce was in 2014 and um, I just knew that I had to keep teaching, (laughs) right? I had to keep practicing. And, you know, it was pretty devastating because the the marriage itself was very emotionally abusive and dysfunctional. There was a lot going on. I had two kids, Mm. you know? um, And so just knowing that this is sustaining me the way that I work is I wanted to know more. I want to yeah. know how, I want to know why. And so right. that led me into um, a yoga therapy training, mm-hmm. which was another thousand hours of, of education wow. and practice. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so here I am now a yoga therapist and more than that, even a somatic coach, because I'm really um, helping people to, to learn how it's not necessarily the wisdom of the body it's not as na- as magical as that right but it's more like the things that the mind cannot make sense of mm, the mind right. cannot make that decision for you because as soon as we go into thinking all the factors come in right, right. and then we right. can't figure it out you know and the decisions are so hard and so when we can get the mind quiet. Mm-hmm. We, and one way to do that is by diving into the body and really right. feeling the sensations, attuning to what's happening in the body, then the mind quiets. And mm. then we start to see our pathway forward more clearly. Right. Oh, I love that. I love that. What a beautiful story too. I, and I, mm. I, um, I did, I never thought about this, but I, I also, I embody everything. I love to embody a concept. I just, there's something about ever since I was a kid, I was a ballerina too, Hmm. but I never really thought about that. And I love, I love the experience of dance. Like I just, I love to be, I love that. I don't know the energy. So anyway, you said that about, about ballet. I was like, Oh, I wonder, (laughs) I wonder if this yoga, like, because I've, I told you I've been on the mat for almost 30 years at this point. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I wonder if that was still my, and, and, and I went into yoga. Um, I was grieving, right. I was Mm. grieving. And that's kind of how it's kind of follow. I call it follow your yellow brick road. And it led me, led me to yoga. Um, But can you tell us a little bit um, about, go a little deeper into what somatic therapy is? Yeah. So the somatic part of what I do, I mean, it really, I would say this is all rooted in ancient yoga philosophy because Mm. I've spent many, many years studying and teaching and, um, and also training other yoga teachers in this stuff. Um, Right. But, but really it's, it it is, it's that quieting of the mind. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the first, if anyone's a yogi out here, you may have heard of the Yoga Sutras, which yep. were came around the year 200, around about, you know, we don't know exactly, but right. um, one of the first principles that's introduced is Yoga Shchita Vritti Nirodaha, which is yoga is the cessation of the problematic mind stuff. And I mm. like to say it that way because how often our mind gets in the way. You know, how often we criticize ourselves or even these are what I hear from my clients all the time. 
I know better. Right. Oh, <laughs> or I that's should awful. know better. I know right. it's all up here, right? Yeah. I know. I intellectually know all these things, but it doesn't right. mean that I, I can embody them yet yeah. or right. have that lived experience or that direct experience. So that's what I'm drawing um, my clients into. Mm-hmm. And, and very simply put, like you said, you embody everything. Yeah. Um, sometimes I joke that I'm a somatic linguist because mm-hmm. it's like uh, I, was, I was actually working with a client yesterday and she said, I just feel so annoyed. And I'm like, ooh what does annoyed feel like in your body? Right. right. <laughs> you know, and she's like, Oh, I feel tension here. My jaw. I'm like frowning. I'm going to have wrinkles, you know, all of this. And I'm like, Oh, so now that you're aware of those physical sensations, can you change that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I can relax my shoulders. I can relax my jaw. I can relax. Okay. So now can you um, move away from that feeling of annoyed? Do you recognize that you don't have to choose to feel annoyed? about this thing that's happening. Right. You know, right. and that's the hard harder part, right? Yeah. But but the closer we can come to recognizing that okay, annoyed is a familiar feeling. Mm-hmm. Annoyed is an unwelcome feeling in my body. Right. And so now what do I do about that? Now I can start to make some choices. Right. 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 And I always say you have three choices. You can stay, which means ultimate acceptance. Mm-hmm. You can leave. Right. Or you can change. And changing is sometimes, can you change something about the situation or is it changing yourself? Right. How are you being in the situation? I love that. I love, and that's exactly it, right? We're not, we're not stuck ever. Yeah. We always have a choice. Yeah. And we have a choice. We have a choice. And and the changing, changing's hard. But you know what? So, so is staying stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, it hurts you know? to stay stuck, but it's familiar. And so yeah. that's why we do stay stuck. Right. right? right. And so we have all compassion for staying stuck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've been stuck too, you know? Right. Um, Me too. You know, I continue to. I have to, yeah. but, but continuing to bring yourself out. You know, um, I, I love that. And you're, you're bringing more light to, you know, I, I was uh, talking before, before we um, hopped on the call, but um, I, um, I, I now know that I have been using somatic therapy in my life for, mm. you know, about 30 years, but I didn't know <laughs> what it was called until about, it was about a year ago. Well, maybe, maybe more like two years ago, but, um, but that, that embodiment. And, and so in the work that I do, we go deep into emotions. Mm. And so I like to call myself a vibe coach, like where, <laughs> where, you know, in playing with those emotions, you know, I actually have a book called the, the dictionary of emotions. Oh, and cool. I've invited my, I invite my, my clients to, okay. So if this is what overwhelms feels like in your body, you know, and I do, I like to do the same thing, Kristen, with, you know, where are you feeling and how does it feel? Mm-hmm. And, but let's choose a different word. Like we can use overflowing and overwhelmed. They're very similar, right? They're mm-hmm. almost the same, but mm-hmm. they have a completely different, like, you know, if this is how my body feels overwhelmed, then how does it feel to feel overflowing? Because it's the same thing. You know, you can think yeah. I'm overflowing with people to take care of right now <laughs> or I'm overflowing with uh, things on my schedule. Yeah, so I yeah. really love that. I really love that you you um, you help to define it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, but the somatic, the, the somatic uh, therapy, the somatic part is huge. And as a yogi, <clears throat> 
as a yogi, we know this, but but I, I love that you're sharing that with you're 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 taking that even further and sharing that like how can we, um, and again that stillness is incredible. The one thing mm-hmm. I I did my YTT two hundred in. Um, <laughs> 2014 and really it was an immersion it was for me it was to take you know i'd been on the map for i don't know how many years at that point um but it was to go deeper you know i wanted to know more i wanted to go Mm -hmm. deeper into my own practice it was the most amazing nine months of my life but what i learned is that so i was mostly all about the asana Mm-hmm. And I learned that, oh no, like I'm a mover. I'm a move, my move, my body, I embody everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, but what I really needed was that stillness. And I think that's the key, right? When you can, and yeah. it's a scary place for people, isn't it, Kristen? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that if, if I can bring in current times, you oh, know, especially goodness. a year ago when it felt like everything stopped. Right. Part of the anxiety or part of the, you know, the stress or the underlying, I would say that it's a, it's a very low grade constant trauma that, that we've all been under is right. because we had to suddenly get quiet. Yeah. Nothing right? to do. And I went through it too. Like there's no, I mean, and I love being at home. Like this is yeah. my place. This is my space. I don't have a problem with not going anywhere, but the fact that I couldn't go anywhere right nowhere to go it was this oh my gosh uh, you know just feeling so anxious and at odds with what do i do now right you know right and and that's that's how we we kind of distract ourselves from the things we need to look directly at yeah yeah i really like to think of this past year as an opportunity right Mm -hmm. and those three choices right we can stay in that, you know, I mean, life is changing. Life is life will never be the same. We know that, but we can stay in those old patterns, right? Mm-hmm. We can stay, we can leave, mm-hmm. or we can change. Yeah, and we still we have that choice. But I love the, you know, we we've, we've been gifted an opportunity mm-hmm. to really take a look, and and it's painful. You know, it's painful to really. De- I, I know this for a fact because I've done it, right? It's painful to go in and take a look, but when you are able to take a look at it, then you're able to to shift it and make things different. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and in my my view, um, you know, again, I, I tread lightly around the word trauma because it's thrown yeah. around everywhere right now. And trauma is actually, you know, something where you just can't cope, right? So right. it's a big thing. But I do believe that we can have this low grade you know, low grade stress and it's constant, it's there and it leads to stress, overwhelm, anxiety, trauma eventually, right? right? right. Um, And I believe that that happens when we feel that our power is taken away from us. Mm. So it all comes back to empowerment. And if I remember that I always have the choices, stay, leave, change, then I am always empowered. It doesn't mean that I like it. I don't have to like it. You know, it doesn't have to be the choice that I want, but recognizing that I have a choice in how I be in this situation, I have a choice to walk away from the situation, or I have a choice to stay and practice, I love this term, radical acceptance of what is, right? right? Radical acceptance. acceptance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's even an, an, 
I want to say that came from Tara Brock. There's actually a book called Radical Acceptance that I mm. hit on when I was going through my divorce. And I don't even think I made my way through the whole book because right. just that concept just hit me. Like, yeah. like, whoa, okay, now I need to accept that there's right. something that I say is unacceptable, mm -hmm. but it's here. Right. Now what do I do? Right. I can't change it. Mm -hmm. So now I can practice. How do I accept it? How do I be with this thing? Right. right. And that was a big one for me in my own, my own journey. <laughs> yeah. And I love that accepting, accepting doesn't mean that it's, that you love it. Right. right. Accepting right. it does. Accepting doesn't mean it just means that, you know, when we push against something, we create resistance. Right. So we almost get more of it. Mm -hmm. But when we accept it and, and, and it's not and it's not a um, it's not submissive. Acceptance mm -hmm. is not submissive no. because accepting no. what is and then bringing the power in, you know, and yeah. I, I like again, I like to embody the, you know, how many times a day do I do I roll my shoulders back and put my hands on my, my hips and like, I've got this, you know, yeah. and sometimes yeah. it's a hundred times a day, especially in the past, you know, I'm thinking about <laughs> this time last do that right year. Now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. I've got, I've got this. this. I've yeah. got this. Yeah. And there's your listeners energetic... know about that power pose because it, it really does change things. It's an energetic change in your body. It's mm -hmm. really, really incredible. And Kristen, can you talk a little bit, you know, I, um, I mentioned earlier that, that I, um, I have tried all kinds of different modalities, right? Uh, energy work <laughs> and, and all kinds of different things. Um, and I've always come back to the mat. Mm -hmm. 30 years. I've been on the mat for almost 30 years and I continue to come back to the mat because that is the one place. It's the only place that I can continually on my own, like I have the power to have that mind, body, soul connection. Can you talk? Because you and, and tell me how many times you you, you told me um, when we were going back and forth, forth about how many um, how many yoga teacher trainings you have facilitated like you this is this oh, yeah. is yoga is life for free yeah yeah yoga is life for me and, and just as you say you come back to the mat over and over again yeah every time i reach out and study a new modality or a new thought or a new way um you know theory i bring it back to yoga and yes. i'm like oh wait that's what i learned in yoga from these ancient five thousand year old teachings right you know, it's really no different yeah we just have a a more modern label that we put on things right, right? and right. um and now i lost track of your initial <laughs> no it was i asked you how many oh, yeah. how many yoga teacher trainings you've done because it, yeah. it was a lot <laughs> yeah i think i've led 15 if i if i include the 200 hours and then i have my very own uh prenatal training that i created oh, sweet. Um, nice. yeah yeah and you know i've with with COVID and all, I've, I've stepped away from doing that in a big yeah. way. Um, the, uh, the nature of the studio shifted, the nature of the training shifted. And, right. and so I just decided I'm going to go dive full force into my healing practice where mm, I get to go one-on-one -on -one and go deeper with people. Right. Um, but that teacher is always there. And, yeah. and I'm actually building up for a training for what I do. Um, oh, you know, which beautiful. I call embodied mindfulness for embodied living, right? And so, um, so I I am in the process as I work with my clients and as I continue to grow and 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 uh, really refine my techniques so that they're actually going to be teachable things. That I this 
this is a practice that it could be really valuable for massage therapists. It could mm. be valuable for, you know, um, anyone in the healthcare industry working with their patients, their clients, um, for therapists who are wanting to bring that somatic side into things. You know, it's really there for anyone or anyone just wanting to improve their relationships in the world and how they are being in the world. It's, right. it's really valuable. Just like people do a yoga teacher training and never end up teaching yoga. There's yes, so that's exactly much, it. Like me. Yeah. There's so much learning and internal inquiry and growth that happens through it. That, right. Uh, you know, I'm just well, really yeah. excited. And the interesting thing is, is the, I, I, you know, I, I did the yoga teacher training for myself to go deeper mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I want to do another one. I'm going to mm -hmm. do another one at some point soon, but, um, but, uh, the, uh, so I don't teach yoga, but I do teach yoga. Like yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I bring in the mindfulness and the meditation and the breath work. And I, I, I do, I just don't teach the asana. It's really interesting because yoga is not asana. Yeah. Actually, and yoga wasn't, it, it's not, it didn't even start right. as an, as a, as a, um, as a, as movement, right? right. It started right. more, more in the, um, what, what's the first one you mentioned it? Well, the yoga sutras and yeah, um, the yoga sutras, right. You know, those are kind of a summary of 5,000 years of writings, right? Yeah. And so, um, even in the yoga sutras, the body, like that's not the intent, Right. The body is still something that you're trying to um, ascend or you're trying to not escape. But, um, you know, the, the point is to remove yourself from society and become that guru, become that person meditating on the mountaintop so that you can attain enlightenment. Right. And it wasn't until around the 13th century with the Hatha Yoga Pradipika that really the practices started to shift to embrace the body right. to say wait we need to we need to have this home in the body and this is really where i come from is is that you know my body is the vehicle of my spirit mm. and so the goal of my life is to live in this body in the best way that i can which means that i care for it right mind body spirit you know mentally um physically all of the ways you know and and so that's where um you know, I, I remember in high school, I got really curious about Descartes and I think therefore I am. And right. now that I've studied all of this yoga, I've realized that Descartes had it wrong. He mm. stopped here. Right. I think therefore I am. But, you know, it's almost like dissection of the, the body tore us apart, which is what we see in Western medicine. Right. Um, there's a doctor for your heart. There's a doctor for your lungs. There's mm -hmm. a doctor for your head, you know, um, and really where yoga comes from is that we were never separate to begin with. Yeah, so we, we talk that. a lot about the mind-body connection. And I think what we really need to go is from the other entry point to say, we were never disconnected to begin with. Oh, I we're love always that, right? integrated. Yeah. And, and so the practices are to realize that integration. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's, it's interesting too, in the, the, uh, the work that I, that I do with moms, is that it's not we're not discovering anything right we're not discovering we're kind of we're just kind of like yeah. pulling back the veil of yeah. who you really are you know right. we're spiritual beings in a human form that's right. what we are that's who we are right and, and we are pure 
beautiful light. We're light beings, right? And, and that we are here to shine and to, you know, and, and to live joyfully. Like that's, yeah. that's really what I believe. We come into this body and it's, and we get to be in this body, right? Sometimes yeah. we think, oh, this human, you know, I remember, I remember um, years ago thinking, you know, like, is life a joke? <laughs> like being in this human body, like, why, why do we have to do this? <laughs> it's yeah. painful, right? But, but, but turning it around and seeing it as a gift to experience, I mean, that's what our souls are doing, right? Our spirit is mm -hmm. doing in this body is experiencing, you know, the, the five senses, like the beauty of, um, of all of our senses. I'm looking right now, I'm looking out the window at the, I absolutely love this time of year and the baby green color of mm. all of the newness, you know, just the, the, the experiencing that the, the smells and the sounds and the, like, that's why we're here and to experience joy. So it's not a, it's not a, a, a like you said, we've never been disconnected. It's just, it's, it's kind of, um, it, it's just peeling back the veil, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a remembering, you know, yeah. of who we are and, and why we're here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and, and in, in the work that I do as well, you know, my client has all the wisdom that they need. Right. You know, right. I don't hold any wisdom. I just yeah. hold a pathway towards it. Right. Mm -hmm. So just like you're saying, peeling back those layers to rediscover ourselves, um, and as we grow, life happens, you know, right. things happen and we put up walls and boundaries. And, and I play with this concept that we should actually be boundless, not boundaried. Mm, right. And, you know, also acknowledging that those boundaries are there for a reason. They, yeah. they keep us safe. They help us survive. And yet they are limiting. And yeah. so, so if we can start to look at where, where am I creating boundaries and are they necessary? Mm, you know, acknowledging they were necessary right. at one point in the past, but are they still necessary? And are they preventing me from, as you said, live fully, living yeah. fully in this world, living as this light, living as this, you know, amazing, you know, magnetic person that I think we all are. Yeah. Um, and those boundaries just shut it off. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. I know it's, it's interesting um, Maya, you know, our, I truly believe that our children are our greatest teachers mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, I had already been on this path, but when, when I, when I had my kids, especially my son, who is, I mean, he is immediately, I was like, oh my gosh, like this kid, he's still, he's, and, and I know kids are, but still connected, mm -hmm. like really connected. I mean, even at three, three, four, five years old, he was telling me things oh, wow. about, it was really, and I just write and write, I'd rock with him and I ask him questions and write and write and write and write like, oh my God, this is amazing. But at some point, I, you know, I, I wonder if it's when we start school, when we have to be a certain way and we mm -hmm. kind of forget that. So yeah. we kind of, we, we want to remember that, you know, we already are light. We already, we already have the wisdom. We already know what to do. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just that, that, um, that tapping in and, and, and trusting. I think that's the biggest mm -hmm. thing is that trust. Yeah. yeah. And that social conditioning plays a huge role in how we become as, as adults. And yeah. so recognizing, you know, some of it's necessary. We have agreed to live in a, in a community, right? right? And so in those agreements, we have to be a certain way. Right. And yet how much of that is actually limiting us from being authentic or yeah. how many 
you know, ways of being, you know, like um, when we were a child and uh, this is, this is a story that I experienced actually, I observed in another family, Mm -hmm. but the, the kids went into the back bedroom and they were giggling and laughing and having fun. And when the mom walks back, she sees that they had torn up the whole Kleenex box throwing it all over the room, you know, and uh, my reaction was, wow, that must have been so fun. Right. You know, like that was my first reaction. Um, But instead what happened was the mom comes down and says, oh, shame on you. You've Mm. wasted an entire box of Kleenex. Now you're going to have to use torn up Kleenex for the next month, (laughs) you know, all of this. But what happens in that very innocent, you know, of course the mom's going, oh my gosh, I have all this stuff to clean up and right very normal response. Right. Mm -hmm. And yet what happens for the kids is, oh, I just did something fun and free and exploratory, but I shouldn't do that. Right. So in that moment they close down. Yeah. Right. And then we carry that the rest of our lives. Yeah. And And it just kind of stacks and stacks and stacks, like all the ways, all the things that we, oh, I can't do that. And I can't do that. And I can't be that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then, then you end up as an adult going, I want to go on a beach vacation with my best friend, but then I'll be leaving my family behind and I feel guilty. Right. Then we carry that when really every best friend that I have, if, if they wanted to go on a beach vacation, I would say, you should do it. You deserve it. Absolutely. We say that to our friends, but we don't, give that right to ourselves. Yeah. Especially as moms. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. I know that, that, that control, like I've got, and I, it seems like it, probably moms all throughout history have said, especially right now, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, especially exactly. right now. We with, feel this dedication. We have to be here. We have to make sure everything's okay. Right, yeah. right, right. But it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's going and, to be okay. And I guess what I'm pointing to is that that, train of thinking or that line of thinking goes way back to childhood experiences. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I spilled hot chocolate on my, my new Sunday dress, you know, and my mom got angry with me, you know, those little tiny things that are so normal in childhood, but it's a wounding. And with everyone, we shut down just a little bit more. And so I think our challenge in life is through those things to remain open, to remain authentic Right, to remain right. ourselves. And it's not yeah. this flippant, you do you, that we hear. In yeah, that's not that. It's not that. Because right. there is also a an agreement to be in the community and yeah. to recognize that my actions have an effect on everyone right. around me. Um, but that's an interesting dynamic too, isn't it? Is. It is. Yeah. It's the, you know, the, the living living, not the you do you necessarily, but the, the, the feeling that, you know, allowing yourself the freedom to live authentically and live within, within the boundaries. Because right. like you said, I mean, you know, I don't really want to go and live on a mountaintop. <laughs> you know, I would miss the people, right? right. I like my life. Yeah, I like my life. We were uh, we were just at the kitchen table, um, I think it was this morning, and my, my son likes to, um, uh, he, he he likes to eat with his hands. So we're, we're like, <laughs> he's 13, you know, I'm like, and my husband said, okay, you know, one day, <laughs> yeah, he's 13. One day um, he's eating cereal with his hands. And my husband said, you know, one day you might, uh, you might go, you know, you might get married and you might go to, um, to your in-laws house. And you might really want to 
use a spoon. You might want to think <laughs> you know? about this choice. Yeah. Think about this choice. And it's not that, you know, it's just a, you know, we, we have to ourselves, we, like you said, we have to live in the community, um, but also be ourselves. It's really interesting. And it's interesting mm -hmm. to teach our kids that way too. You know, that, totally. that like they, we need to teach them social norms. Yeah but to be themselves. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. So Kristen, I think I had the same conversation last week. With did my you really? Yeah. 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 And they're almost, almost 16 and okay. almost 13. Like I've rounded that corner where I'm like, they're not 12 and 15 anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. But the yeah. same thing, you know, at some point you might want to know how to eat properly. <laughs> right. You might want to like take more showers. Just saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Just clean saying. Your room. <laughs> eventually, yeah, you might want to clean your room. You know, yeah, yeah, things like that. So, mm. Kristen, if somebody were to work with you, and how, what, what's your process of of doing the somatic um, the somatic work? You talked about the mindfulness. You talked about mm. the um, the the noticing and and kind of embodying the the uh, the feelings, and then and then you have the choices. So, how did what does that look like? Oh, every session is different. You know, sometimes we need to talk because the mind right. needs to kind of purge all of that stuff. So sometimes we we start with a lot of talking. Sometimes we dive right in. It really depends. You know, I'm always feeling out where the client is, um, what's happening in their life. So sometimes we're able to just go right into a meditation. Sometimes we do vigorous movement, which can mm. look like some, some breath work and some movement of the body um, right. before we can find that stillness. And, and I think that's just how life is. You know, yeah. sometimes it's time to sit and drink your cup of coffee and take a breath. Sometimes right. you got to get out the door and yeah. run or walk quickly. Like you just need that vigorous. So, right. you know, it really depends on where they are in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then through the the quieting of the minds, like really I'm trying to, to help them get out of story and yeah. even trying to make meaning of it. You know, I think right. too often we think, well, there's some magic in my body and I'm going to know something. Um, and so I often get this, this question of, well, I feel it in, in my belly. What does that mean? You know, and, and right. I step back from it in terms of, well, I've got a lot of knowledge so I could give you something, but that's not going to help your process really. Right. Um, whatever is meaningful to you is meaningful in the moment. Yeah. And even when a sensation comes up or a memory comes up, um, we don't need to know why. Yeah. You might know why. You might figure it out. But that's the work of the mind interfering in the process. And yeah. sometimes I think a memory comes up or a sensation comes up that is tied to a past event that hasn't fully processed. Right. You know, I, I feel like trauma is an, an unfinished story yeah. and it remains in the nervous system. You know, we say the issues are in the tissues. It's actually, I think it's the central nervous system, right. you know, and a patterned right. response we have to, to an event. And so um, it, uh, the more we can quiet the mind from needing to know, the mm -hmm. more we're able to actually move through and process it. And right. the outcome that you'll notice is that later maybe that situation comes up again and you notice that you're not tensing your shoulders or your jaw or you don't have a migraine the next day or you know you're not as reactive you didn't yell at your kids you know like that's yeah. what we're looking for is at some exactly. point in the future you have reshaped your responses yes. so that it's it's more in line with where you need to be 
Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Now you mentioned a, um, a, a little practice that you wanted to, um, mm-hmm. that you wanted to walk me through. And this is something, so you can listen to Kristen's voice. You can re-listen to this and you can, it will be as if Kristen is walking you through this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's something that you can do right now, like something, you know, ab- after this beautiful conversation, you can, um, it's something that you can put into practice. Okay. Yes. Oh, I'd love to. All right. All right so right. wherever you are, either sit or stand tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then soften your gaze, or if it's appropriate, close your eyes. Okay. And then take a deep breath in. And by a deep breath, I mean pull it all the way down to the bottom of your rib cage. And exhale to land here. And so with the next few breaths, I want you to imagine that you are pulling yourself back to yourself. Breathe yourself in and exhale just to settle. You're here now. And take a few more breaths. Notice the temperature, the texture, the quality of those breaths. And then we're going to rotate our awareness of the sensations. And again, notice when your mind starts to think or try to make meaning of this, it's just noticing, just sensing. And so just notice the inhale breath. Bring your focus, your attention, your awareness to just the inhale breath. Again, temperature, texture, depth. Any qualities there that arise. Let's take a moment noticing what stands out from that awareness of the inhale. And then shift your awareness to just the exhale part of the breath. And again, there's temperature, texture, shape, size, color, anything arises, just let it be as you focus on the exhale. And then take a moment to just notice what stands out from that And now we'll shift our awareness to the pause at the top of the inhale. So as you inhale, there's a part or a place where you could inhale further, but instead you pause before beginning the exhale. Notice what happens at that pause. Take a moment to observe what stands out from that. And then shift your awareness to the pause at the bottom of the exhale. So again, that place where you could exhale further, but instead you pause before beginning the process of inhaling again. Notice sensations, texture, temperature, 
depth, shape, color. Take a moment to acknowledge anything that stands out and then let your breath return to what feels natural without thinking too much about it. And just inquire for yourself if there was a preference to any part of the breath. If there was something familiar. If there was anything welcome or unwelcome. And we're not going into why, we're just noticing. And so now just notice anything that stands out in this moment which may be different from the last moment. And Tracy, I'll just ask you if there's any reflections and you can keep your eyes closed or you can open them coming back. Yeah, that was really interesting. That was interesting. And you, your invitation to see light and texture and all of that. So when I was inhaling, it was, it was light, it was bright, and it was, um, it was in the upper part of my body. And then when I exhaled, and even the settling in at the beginning, I noticed that the, that the, the exhale is darker mm. and, um, and is more the lower part of my body. It was mm. very interesting. I prefer the, um, the, uh, the, the light inhale. Hmm. And thank you for, for um, reminding me not to go into the why that is, because that's where I went. Like, exactly. why, why, why is it that, and I, I can, I can, yeah, but thank you yeah. for inviting me not to, not to focus on that. Cause that's, but it was, it was a really interesting, I've never, um, I've never done that before. Hmm. So that You're was good. really, that was really, and the inhale, the. The, 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 the inhaling, the, the, the life, you know, yeah. is, yeah. is what it felt like to me. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and so I just want to invite everyone who practiced with us, um, whatever experience you had is meaningful, right? Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have to match what Tracy just described. It's your experience of it. And each time you practice this might be different. Like next time you practice, Tracy, you might notice that you prefer the exhale and you might have a completely different experience, right? right? Or maybe a pause is where you like to be. Um, and, you know, whatever meaning we place on it. So, so based on that breath, if we were in a full session, we might go into exploring what's happening with the lower half of your body mm. or what happens when you feel that light and that breathing in of life kind of sensation. Mm -hmm. So um, depending on what stands out more, we would dive a little bit deeper. 
Right. You know, okay. and, and I love that. Thank there. you for that so, gift, Kristen. That was you're beautiful. welcome. That was beautiful. I'm usually, I'm usually the guide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I know. It's nice I to know. be guided. <laughs> it is so nice to be guided. And, and I always tell my clients for this kind of work, I have to find someone to help me as well. I can't guide myself through this. Yeah. You know, exactly. not when something big is coming up. I have yeah. lots of tools and skills, but I right. need a guide. Yeah, you know, there's something about that that container that's being right. held for me, and then keeping my focus on what's happening exactly. rather than my mind trying to make meaning. Well, and that's the thing: the guide needs the guide, the coach needs the guide, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. The, the coach needs the coach. So, Kristen, can you tell us it, um, just a a short little story or a, a time in motherhood that felt that that felt impossible that you either achieved or you overcame? Mm. <laughs> I, you know, immediately I go back to, um, 2014 when I left mm. my marriage and that was right. like the hardest thing that I could do because, yeah. you know, here I was breaking this thing apart that I had worked so hard to create, right. you know, and, and my, my children were not in a good state. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we really struggled through years and years and, um, looking back on those, that time the thing that made the most difference was me. Mm, right. You know, oh, my I children love that realization. Not, yeah. They were not able to move through the challenges that they were facing until I got myself settled, mm, you know, right. cause I, I went through a time where I couldn't keep it together. Yeah. You know, and even my mom came out and lived with us for a while and she was like, you are not keeping yourself together. You need to do something about this. Right. right and so right. that's about when I started diving into this yoga therapy training and even mm -hmm. going through the training, we say it's a dual process. Yeah. You have to process through your own stuff as you're supporting others. Right. And, um, and that really made a huge shift for me. Yeah. Um, but it, it really comes down to me. Yeah. And, and as I know, long doesn't as it? I've held on to bitterness and anger, Mm -hmm. towards, you know, my ex, towards their father, they can't heal. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I have to do the work right. for them. Yeah. I know that's, that's the thing. And again, we have a choice, right? We, we do. We have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen, this has been fantastic. I have loved our okay. time together. Okay. It's been well worth the wait. So can you, <laughs> can you tell our listeners how, how they can find you or in, in anything that you have coming up? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, how they can, how, how they, can they, how can they reach out to you or learn more? Yeah. Well, of course I'm all over social media. So right. on okay. Facebook, my business page is Kristen Boyle embodied living. Mm -hmm. um, so you can, you can follow that. You can friend me. I'm very open um, about my life and my practice on Instagram. I'm also Kristen Boyle embodied living. Um, and then my website is embodied living.academy. Mm -hmm. And through my website, I offer, um, I mean, of course you can sign up for my newsletter. That's probably the best way to know what I'm doing. Right. Um, okay. but once a month I offer a free embodied mindfulness experience, mm, which is kind of what sweet. we did, but right. bigger and okay. a group group setting so that you can hear what other people are experiencing and to reflect. Mm -hmm. And I do that for free because I want it to be accessible. Yeah. Um, but also people who want to work with me that's a really easy pressure-free dive in to say, oh, you know, this is a practice that I could engage with. And right. then from there, we'd, we'd just enter into a conversation, which is very casual, pressure-free. You know, it, it doesn't help me to pressure anyone into this work because right. if you're not ready, you're not ready. Or if it's not the right fit, it's not the right fit. 
right? So, so it's, it really is like, let's just get to know each other a little better. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. I am. I wrote down that experience. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That definitely sounds like something that I'd be interested in. Um, in yeah. uh, in uh, experiencing the experience, Kristen, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for Good. your time and your expertise, and for that um, that gift of the um, of the uh, the breathwork. That was that was oh, fantastic. My pleasure. I love I love what I do. <laughs> I know. I know. I can see that it shows. Yeah. It shows. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one. Because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.